This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Hello, and we are here for More Happier, a podcast where we get more happier. Hey, Elizabeth. Hi, Gretch. So today we have a co-host. We are here with Danny Shapiro. Hi, Gretchen. Hi, Elizabeth. Hey. We are huge fans of Danny Shapiro, the person and her books, and of course, her podcast, Family Secrets. Listeners may remember that Danny was actually my writing teacher in college, so it's always a special thrill for me to get to talk to her outside of that setting. And Gretch, you're in a writing group together. And we're in a writing group together. And Danny was our first book club pick with her memoir, Inheritance, back in episode 212. We're both huge fans of your excellent podcast, Family Secrets, excellent podcast. And you just had this huge splash of a novel with Signal Fires, 10th anniversary of Still Writing. Danny, it is so great to have you here with us. It is so great to be with you both. We love it. And first up, before we dive into still writing and all things Danny Shapiro, what is something making us more happier? Elizabeth, what's making you more happier? Okay, what's making me more happier is that I finally hosted Mahjong last night. You know, I have my Mahjong group, which means so much to me, and it totally fell apart during COVID. And even post-COVID, I hadn't gotten back into it, and I've been wanting to. And last night, I hosted with my new group. And what was great is hosting also for me, you know, is very stressful. So I felt like I did two things. I hosted and I played Mahjong. Yes. And it just, it's like I need it in my life. And this group is very intent on playing, so we already have our next date. Excellent. So I'm just thrilled about that, to have that back in my life. Well, it's one of those things where the first time is the hardest, and then it creates its 
own energy. Yes. So I'm back. I'll be talking about Mahjong, I'm sure, a lot on the podcast. It'll come up a lot. Okay. And Alyssa, you sent me a picture, and I have a drive-by hack, especially for underbuyers. So with an underbuyer, okay. you're always like, should I really buy this thing or not? And I'm here to say, buy a collapsible card table. These are very, very handy yes. things. I debated and debated. I finally bought one. It really, really comes in handy. So they're not expensive. It's a very, very helpful thing to have. So, well, congratulations yes. on the Mahjong. Thank you. And Danny, what is something making you more happier these days? Well, you know, it's funny listening to Elizabeth say that about the group getting back together, because on the one hand, I've been loving being back out in the world and talking to you know, groups of people in person. But there is this Zoom yoga class mm. that I started taking over the last couple of years, you know, by necessity. And the people who come to this class have really become, I mean, I, they've become this community, even though we may never actually meet each other and we're sort of all over the country. Wow. But Alexandra had a baby and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and this one just graduated from divinity school. And, you know, just this kind of sense of these people of every age and shape and size. And it's just this, just this world of people that I feel very connected to. And I see them a couple of times a week, right, right in my house. So for the introvert in me, who has always worked from home uh -huh. and has always worked in a solitary way, it's like yeah. inviting the world into my house and, and getting exercise at the same time. How do people talk about their personal experiences, like in the framework of a class? How does that come up? It's it's not like there's that much conversation. It's more the teacher is brilliant. Uh. And she sits there and she's she's looking at each one of us and our position. She's very meticulous and, and exacting. And so she'll say things like, Emily, what did you what did you do this weekend? Your back's looking a little funky. Oh. You know, wow. I'm making that up. Right, right. Emily sure, sure. will say, Oh yeah, I was uh, I was I was or Alexandra, you must be lifting your baby a lot because right. you know your your right hip uh. is a little bit out of joint. And so you kind of get to know people almost through their through their bodies oh, and through their yoga practices. Fascinating. And, and there's like a little there's a little chat before and there's a little chat afterwards, but mostly it's through through the teaching. Oh, that's so interesting. Because that's the thing with Zoom is that people say it's like too purposeful. There's none of that kind of get to know you, but it sounds like the teacher has found a way to bring that element into it. That's so great. She really has. I wondered how it would be possible to ever really teach yoga or really teach almost any kind of physical activity on Zoom, but she really cracked the code. Oh, wow. That's so great. Yeah, it is. I mean, one good thing about Zoom is that you can be with people all over the country. Yes. I mean, even for writers' rooms in LA, we can now more easily like hire someone who lives in New York, which we could never do before. Right. So there That's are right. advantages, yeah. although I'm sick to death of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm always looking for the for the silver lining of all yeah. technology. Like what what yes. is a way that we can make this thing really work for us as opposed to just be this sort of semi-addictive device yeah. that controls our lives. So I'm always looking for that, whether it's a meditation app or it's just things about Instagram that I really love or cute puppy videos right. or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and continuing the theme of get-togethers and how get-togethers make us happier, I'm more happier because we just celebrated a 60th wedding anniversary for my in-laws. So we had a family party it was super fun. We planned it out and grandchildren made place cards and we wrote toasts and we had special presents. And it was just really, really fun to have this elevated family night. 
it wasn't just like our usual birthday celebration. We really, we really made it special. I think it'll, it'll be like a family milestone that we'll really remember. So that made me happy. And 60, that's impressive. Yeah. That's, yeah, that is, that's a that lot. That is really, that is really something. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing, but Elizabeth knows this, but Danny, you don't. My in-laws and my, our parents have the same anniversary, which feels very like wow. cosmic convergence. Yeah, they have the same. So yes. it's easy for me to remember because I've got, I've got on both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if you forget, you're in bigger trouble. That's right. That's right. That's right. I tend <laughs> to remember true. more than they do, actually. It's kind of funny. Neither family usually does much to celebrate wedding anniversaries, so it was special. Gretch, I'm also going to give you a gold star for that because you did a lot of the planning. I so. Did. Uh, well, thank it's you. It's making know, you happier, and you deserve a gold well, star. Well, you know I want a gold star, so thank you. I so do. Thank you. I do. <laughs> okay, coming up, we're going to talk to Danny about something we've been meaning to ask her about the 10th anniversary of Still Writing, but first, this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So, Danny, you talked about this a bit in the introduction to Still Writing because you wrote a, a new introduction for this 10th anniversary. But I, I just want to hear more. Okay, so to set the scene... For your whole writing career, you have written about the complexities of families and the corrosive powers of secrets. And in the original edition of Still Writing, you wrote about the atmosphere of your childhood. Secrets floated through our home like dust motes in the air. What was I hoping to find? A clue, a reason. 
And then after the book came out, you discovered there was indeed a secret that you had intuited for your whole life and that had been occupying your imagination. You wrote about your memoir, Inheritance, about that family secret. So what's it like now as you look back, you've written five novels, six novels, memoirs, because sometimes what you know in the present changes the way you see the past. So how has this uncovering of the secret cast a new light onto your own your own body of work? Well, I'm so grateful to have the body of work mm. because as you said, when we in the present, when we learn something, it can reorder our memories or yeah. you know, are we are, are we remembering accurately? Mm. Is there even such a thing as remembering accurately? Because every time we remember, neuroscience teaches us um, the memory is being sort of reformed, yes. it's changing each time we remember. So I would be very suspicious of anything that I really think about my history or my childhood in light of this discovery, because photographs look different to me, uh, photographs of me with my parents look yeah. different to me, wondering who knew what or how you know how they were feeling or what they were thinking or who I was to them and who they were to me, all of that. So in 2016, I sent away for a DNA test just recreationally and really just because my husband was doing it. And when my results came back, I learned that my dad, who raised me, who I adored, and who died when I was 23, had not been my biological father, which is not something that I ever consciously entertained on any level. I mean, I just never thought it, even though in retrospect, mm. it was pretty clear I, that that mm -hmm. was the case. Right. But- I didn't see it. I mean, when my when Inheritance came out and people started realizing what the secret was and what the book was about, my seventh grade English teacher's wife wow. wrote on Facebook, hashtag always wondered. Oh, wow. Right? So like, that's how clear it was to people. I was an only child. My parents were much older. I looked nothing like my family. So I think hashtag always wondered was referencing thinking that I had been adopted mm. and that that was not the case. The case for me was that my parents experienced infertility, tried very hard to have a child, and then used a sperm donor to be able to conceive and have a baby. And they were told at that time, never tell anyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone was told that. Mm -hmm. All couples were told that. Never tell a soul. The child will never know. Mm. It's It's truly a secret that you can take to the grave with you. Don't tell your parents, don't tell your siblings, just simply, it's as if like, basically it never happened. That was how it was framed. So, so that, that was the secret. And I learned a great deal and I was able to discover a great deal that I write about in inheritance. But what happened in terms of my body of work is that while I was writing inheritance, I went back to my very early writing to my first novel that came out around the time that Liz was my student. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a while ago. I read it, yes. yeah. But it, it was such a stunning thing to revisit those early works, even like unpublished short stories in boxes in my basement, like going back to work of mine from the time that I was in my 20s and realizing that embedded in that work was this knowledge. Mm-hmm. It just was there. I couldn't access it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't think it. I couldn't 
art- it was like a live wire. It was so, it was so dangerous. I, I couldn't get near it. I couldn't touch it. I mean, who could have that thought? You know, well, right. maybe my father is my father. I mean, it just was not, it was, we, we believe the stories that are told to us as children. Our identities are formed around the stories that are told to us when we're very small. And so the stories that were told to me were were only half truths, mm-hmm. or you know they, they were there was a, there was a lot there was a lot that I didn't know. And yet, in my very first novel, there is, and it's quite autobiographical. This part of the novel, but there's a character named Lucy who's kind of like Danny, and her name is Lucy Greenberg, and her dad is telling her a bedtime story one night, and he tells her the story of their family history, his family history. And it involves going to deliver a meal to um, an elderly rabbi in New York City. This is a true family story, actually, that I had heard over the years, and and caught in the act of delivering this meal. And in Judaism, that means it's not a mitzvah, because it's it's only a mitzvah. It's only a good deed if if you don't get credit for it, if nobody sees you doing it. And the father telling the story of his his being a little boy, the rabbi says, I, I would know you anywhere. You have the face of a Greenberg. And Lucy lies there in bed as she's falling asleep and thinks, that's how I want to be known. Wherever I go in the world, I want people to say, there goes a, a Greenberg. I want to be known by my face um, as, as, as being part of my family. Mm-hmm. And of course, I was not known by my face sure. as being part of my family. I truly did not look, look like them. And so that's in my first novel. I was I was working wow. it out. Mm-hmm. I was like working it out in my head. I and and boy did it give me such I mean I've always been a believer in the power of this, the subconscious and the power of the unconscious and I understand how much it is at play in the creative process. But this was like proof of it mm-hmm. all the way through my books. And it's a huge theme. And it was true, the idea of family secrets. And it is, there is a secret. There yeah, actually I was always secret. wrote about secrets. Yeah. yeah, and even that you turned to memoir, that you were a novelist and then you started writing memoirs. Totally. I, I didn't turn to memoir because it was cool or because it was commercial or because somebody told me it was a good mm-hmm. idea. I turned to memoir because I was like being impelled to in some way. And then... I wrote one memoir, and I thought, well, that would be the end of that. I mean, who writes more than one memoir? Yeah. Well, a lot of people. Me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting to think about. And then, in, in still writing, it was interesting how you said my, that your mother was your muse. And in a way, she was your muse because so much sprang from this, this tension and this unresolved question it's just funny the way you describe her. She's not like floating around on diaphanous wings, you know, descending from the heaven. But she was your muse because there was the secret that that both your parents were holding on to. It's fascinating. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think for my mother, she had to bury that secret. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll never know this for sure because I can't talk to her about it. She's gone. But she had to bury that secret so deeply within her. I think that when she was pregnant with me, the thought that she didn't know whose child she was carrying, that there was this anonymous donor out there, would really have troubled her. Mm. Uh, That I feel certain about. And so what she would do with that is what she did with a lot of things, which was compartmentalize it to such a powerful degree that she, I think she could have passed a polygraph, mm. you know, if, 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 if asked, mm-hmm. wow. you know, wh- whether my father was my, was my biological father. Mm-hmm. I think she truly 
convinced herself in, in, in some profound way. So when she looked at me from the time that I was a baby, when she looked at me, she was looking at a secret that she was desperately trying to keep mm -hmm. from herself and from the world. So yeah, so I was always trying to figure her out. I was always trying to figure our relationship out. I was always trying to figure out my father. And I, I think I did go a pretty long way to figuring them both out in a lot of my work, but I didn't get all the way there right. until I made that discovery. And I so easily, I could never have known. I so easily could never have known. Oh. My whole body of work would have been just slightly adjacent oh, to the right. truth. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. It's fascinating. Wow. Okay, Gretchen, now let's turn to a spotlight on a tool. Okay, if you're listening to this episode right when it airs, it's just about spring. So springtime is a great time for the Go Outside 23 and 23 challenge. So I just wanted to let everybody know that in the Happier app, we put in some new ideas for AIMS ideas and things to keep people interested and engaged. If you look under resources, you will see those. We're hearing from so many people about how great Go Outside 23 and 23 is working out. So keep it up. And if you need to get a little bit of encouragement or inspiration, go to resources in the app. Okay, coming up, there's something I've been meaning to tell Danny, but first this break. Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter <laughs> sandwich is my ideal lunch, but I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches. Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus it has protein and fiber. <laughs> I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use Happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Gretchen, when I started my career, Therapy really helped me work through all of my stresses so that I was able to concentrate at work and do a good job. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Gretchen Rubin today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Gretchen Rubin. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. 
Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has green light. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm-hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. Okay, so we are back. And Danny, I was rereading, still writing, since it's coming out with the 10th anniversary edition, which, by the way, is such a great book about writing, mm-hmm. I want to say, which is not a surprise because you are an incredible teacher, <laughs> but it has so many practical things in it. And so one of the things is I was reading about your office. You talk about how you have a great office, but that your office had become more of a prison than a sanctuary. We've all been there. And you saw the chaise lounge that seemed like the way out of that. So I would love to hear you talk about that. And also just this idea of like, why do our offices become prisons? And I think I feel that way just after COVID, working at home when I'm not used to it. I very much am experiencing that. I talk to Gretchen about it all the time, how I'm having office issues. And I desperately want to come over and spruced up her office. But for, fortunately for her, she's well out of my reach um, for me to do that every week as I would. But yeah, I love that story about the The, sh- the, the chaise. I mean, I, the chaise really did have this kind of magical quality for me. I, I saw it in a local store. I didn't buy it right away. I kept on going back to visit it. <laughs> And I love that the shop owner was like, have you come to visit your chair? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then finally, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to spring for this. And I did for quite a few years, write on the chaise. Ah. I wrote Still Writing on the chaise. In fact, in the original edition of Still Writing, when we were trying to figure out what the, what the jacket should look like, I really thought it was going to be the chaise. Oh. Mm. Then it ended up looking like a book about therapy. There was just no way around it. Right. Like, oh, it right. The, interesting. It just con- connoted, yeah. connoted therapy. So the thing that I've noticed over the years is that whatever whatever environment we use goes dead on us after a while. Yes, that's a great point. I think point, part right? of it is if you're writing in the same space as you're sending emails or you're podcasting or mm-hmm. you're Zooming or you're paying bills or, you know, you're dealing with insurance, you know, just paperwork. Yeah. yeah um, it just starts to feel energetically like, oh, this place, this is, this is, this, this is a crowded neighborhood. Mm-hmm. There's no room for my creative work mm-hmm. in this, in this place here. And one of the things that I found super challenging during COVID, even though I am used to writing at home is that I realized that when I would get stuck or encounter resistance, I would always take myself to a cafe. Mm-hmm. There's a particular cafe ah. about 15 minutes from my house. The tables are spaced out the right amount from each other. The coffee is delicious. The The white noise is just the right mm-hmm. amount. And I would go there and not being able to do that during COVID 
when I would get stuck, it was like, well, how do I get unstuck? Because I can't get into my car and actually go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that was, I was very aware of that during that period of time. But I've migrated all around my house. I now, all winter long, I've been sitting by the fireplace in my living room, which is not the most practical thing at all because there are other people in my house and, right. you know, but I'll put, put headphones on and make a fire. Mm. And the, the fire is important because the fire involves getting up to tend the fire, mm -hmm. which helps to um, dispel nervous energy mm -hmm. like, or, you know, just yeah. it's something to do yeah. to just shift gears a little bit or even just to move my body a little bit. Yeah. So that's where I've been sitting in a chair with a pillow on my lap, which is why it's so important that I do yoga because my back would be yeah. like, it's so the yeah. posture is terrible. Um, but at some point that will also outlive its usefulness mm -hmm. and just kind of keep migrating around. I don't, I don't write at desks anymore. I haven't written at a desk in years. I have a desktop computer, but I use it for other things. And I, and I write on my laptop, which literally is ends up on my lap. See, I don't get that. I want a desk in every room. I would have a desk in the bathroom. Like I love a desk, but more and more the world is moving away from desks. I've seen that. A lot of people just don't, I, I don't get it. I mean, it just, it's a great example of how people are so different from each other in their work practices. And what I'm getting out of this, because I'm just thinking about myself and where can I write and all of that, is that what I should do is do all my business emails in one place yeah. that's not mm -hmm. where I write so that that will help keep the writing spot more fresh and creative as opposed exactly. to what I do now, which is blend it all together. Me too. And so I'm thinking that that's a good thing to do. And then the, then, then it feels like you have a purpose when you're sitting at the desk um, that has its own thing. Because, yeah, it's an yeah. issue. I, I also think there's something to be said, and if Gretchen lived closer to you, she would be doing this, <laughs> yeah. for, for, for the sprucing yes. up, for the making yeah. it a place that you actually yeah. want to be. I mean, I yeah. the chaise is now in a completely different location in my office than it was for years. Mm -hmm. And my desk is in a completely different location and it's facing two windows. I never looked at the, I, I have a really pretty view out my windows. I live in the country and there's stone walls and trees and meadows. And it's like, why was I looking at a wall? Mm -hmm. Why, why did I spend years, not, and not just a wall, but a wall on which was hanging a bulletin board that became the repository of everything. Yeah. Like if I, if I needed to remember something or I had a receipt that I didn't want to, you know, lose sight of, it got tacked up on the board. So the board wasn't a peaceful board. It wasn't a mood board. It wasn't, um, you know, I mean, I have, I have a bulletin board in my office now that much is everything on that bulletin board sparks mm. joy. If it doesn't mm. spark joy, it doesn't belong. I, I, I thought I was going to use it to storyboard things. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I, I use it, I use it for pleasure. And so there's something, and, and I didn't know how to, a friend of mine who is very good at design was over one day and she said, let's just rearrange your entire Ooh. office. And that's what Ew, we did. That sounds and it was so such satisfying. a gift. It was great. By the time she was done, it was a completely different room. And it was a room I wanted to spend time in, mm. even though it's not a room I, I write in. Yeah. Yeah, I feel frustrated about that with my office because my office is very, very small. So it's very like cockpit-like. Everything is exactly where it should be. And so that's satisfying and everything's kind of within arm's reach. But it's 
it doesn't look that orderly because there's just it's very functional and there's no way anything can move because it's just not enough space. So I changed up the color scheme a few years ago and I was thinking about like could, could I change anything bigger and I can't really because it really makes the most sense. It really is form following function. But now mm -hmm. this is making me think, well, may maybe I should think again about, is there something else I could do? Like, and I don't know what it would be, but it is refreshing to change the change of space. Do you ever yeah. write in cafes? You know, I used to, and I would work in a library that's right near my house. I did that for years. And then I, now I have three monitors and I just love having three monitors so much that I couldn't leave my three monitors. But just recently I have gotten this gizmo, which allows you to make your laptop computer have three monitors, which has just completely changed my life. It's, it's so freeing, but I haven't gotten back into the habit of doing that. I do it now when I travel, but I haven't gone around my neighborhood the way that I used to do. And so you should try I it. should try it. Maybe when I'm through my book tour and all that stuff, which is so high communication, and I'm actually doing a lot of original research and writing, maybe I'll go, I'll go back to the library. I love, I love working in a library. I love writing in a library. Yeah, me too. And it's just a block from my house. And I haven't been going that much, which makes me sad because I love it so much. So maybe that's what I'll do is just fire up my laptop and my mobile monitors. Cause, and I just, I'm the biggest fan of, of, multiple monitors it just, it just and i'm gonna well, try to think about sprucing up my office yeah well you're going to right you said you were well i mean yes but i need to take steps yeah. it can even be something as simple as a flower yeah no yeah right. um i mean i've been getting i've been getting these like teeny little itty bitty mini oh, orchids yeah. at Trader yeah, yeah, Joe's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. They're like yes. six dollars, yeah. yeah. and just having an orchid yes. on my desk makes yes. me happy. Yeah. Well, I bought paper flowers. This was my mother's idea, and I put them in a vase, and they're beautiful, and they add color, and they're not trying to look like real flowers. They look like they're right. paper flowers that are really fun, and that was great. Maybe I should get another thing of that because that is something where it adds this color and this form. But it's nice to change Yeah, and it. you don't need a carpenter to come in and like redo your cabinets or something. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great, I, I love that idea. That's great. Uh, yeah, spruce it up. Well, thanks, Danny. I'm going to take this to heart. And now for a quotation. And Danny, because we've got you here, of course, we want the quotation to come from you. And so would you read a passage from Still Writing? Yes, thank you. The page is your mirror. What happens inside you is reflected back. You come face to face with your own resistance, lack of balance, self-loathing, and insatiable ego, and also with your singular vision, guts, and fortitude. No matter what you've achieved the day before, you begin each day at the bottom of the mountain. Isn't this true for most of us? A surgeon about to perform a difficult operation is at the bottom of the mountain. A lawyer delivering a closing argument an actor waiting in the wings, a teacher on the first day of school. Sometimes we may think that we're in charge or that we have things figured out. Life is usually right there though, ready to knock us over when we get too sure of ourselves. Fortunately, if we learn the lessons that years of practice have taught us, when this happens, we endure. We fail better. We sit up, dust ourselves off, and begin again. Oh, so beautiful. So, Elizabeth and Danny, are you feeling more happier? I am definitely feeling more happier. I am totally feeling more happier. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, thank you to Chuck, 
Thank you to Danny Shapiro. Read Still Writing and listen to Danny's podcast, Family Secrets. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram and TikTok at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. And for everything related to this episode, links, photos, and more, go to happiercast.com. Bye, Gretch. Bye, Danny. Bye, Elizabeth. Bye, Gretchen. Bye, Danny. Bye, Elizabeth. The best time to start a happiness project is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. So Danny, on the cover of this book, there's like a little, a drawing of you. How did, where'd that come from? That came from the brilliant uh, illustrator, Barry Blitt, mm. who he, he of many New Yorker covers. Yes. Yeah. He did the illustrations for the original edition of Still Writing. And then he, and in, in some of his sketches, he did a few portraits of me to maybe use for the original edition. And and at the time, I thought, that is the perfect author photo. I don't have to have my picture taken. I hate having <laughs> my picture taken. It can be this illustration. Yeah. And then, you know, we wanted to carry over something from the first edition uh, into this 10th anniversary edition. So that's what that is. That's that's uh, it's a, It's an illustration of me hunched over my laptop. I guess I've been doing that for a long time, sitting on a balcony at, at this hotel in Italy where we run our writer's conference. Oh, it's so fun. So that makes, so that makes me happier too. <laughs> yes. From the Onward Project. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth... I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.